0: Hi everybody. Uh you're listening to When I'm Not Sleeping, a podcast by Travis Yost. Um This is me. Hi. <laughs> I am, again, in my truck, which is a little blue Toyota truck that we refer to as Roosevelt, named after Theodore Roosevelt. Um, I'm in the little blue truck, and I'm on my way to a show somewhere in Montana, and which is what I do for a living. I drive from town to town. Uh singing songs or playing drums or uh, playing bass or sometimes guitar or sometimes I drive to towns and I record with people Uh, whatever it takes it's my job I I love my job Uh, in front of this microphone I won't complain about it in front of this microphone I'll tell you that it's the greatest job I've ever had it's the greatest job that I'll probably have forever And I'll never do anything else and I love it no complaints zero complaints Uh, when I turn it off I'll complain because there's no reason you need to hear about complaints about my awesome child but we're gonna talk about something today we're gonna talk about the longest non-family relationship that I've ever had. Uh, we're going to talk about a living being <laughs> that has been in my life for 12 and a half years. We are going to talk about my dog, Barley. Um, This is... (laughs) A little barley. Um, Some of you out there have owned a dog. I know it's weird to say owned. Uh, Have had a dog. Have let a dog live with you. Or have... Whatever your choice is. Have adopted a breed. A canine. Um, And... uh, for those of you who have, who have done this, have let a dog into your house, have made a dog part of your family, uh, congratulations. Um, it's, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's, nobody cares. Uh, for those of you who keep doing it, well, you're crazy. I love dogs. I love dogs. I, I'm the guy who points at every dog and smiles. I'm the guy who wants to stop and pet every dog. I'm the guy who... Um, uh, I, I'm the one who shares dog memes on the internet. Um, I have a lot of experience in dogs. Uh, I'm trained as a behavior specialist. I'm trained as a... As a dog trainer, um, I've trained. I, I used to hike, not walk, uh, but hike dogs for uh, companies uh, GoFetch and also the company uh, Alpine Canine in Missoula, Montana, um, where both companies. Uh, one of them was uh, it was GoFetch, and it was acquired by uh, Alpine later. Um, it is. For those of you who don't know what it is, it is literally a small school bus where the driver goes and picks up uh, between 15 and 22 dogs, and literally at the dogs' houses, Uh, whether the owners are there or not, depending on the deal. You pick up the dogs, Um, oh yes, of course these people have asked you to do this and are paying you. (laughs) No, I didn't just pick up any dogs. You go pick up dogs you drive them into the woods and you go for a group hike Um, no there are no leashes involved Uh, it's a it's a legitimate legitimate skill to be a a dog hiker in that capacity with between 15 and 22 dogs it's a uh, it's an amazing thing to witness and then it's an amazing job. It was. It's. It's one of my favorite non. It's probably my favorite non-musical job I've ever had. Um, uh, literally out hiking in the woods, uh, between six and eight miles, wear the dogs out, take them home. Uh, the The idea would be a good dog is a tired dog, or a tired dog is a good dog. Um, also. I feel majority of dog owners don't actually have enough time uh, to have a dog most dogs require a lot of time uh, and everybody wants uh, cute, energetic dogs, those dogs need the most exercise, they need the most activity, so this is something for, uh, dog owners and it was also, uh, it's it's pretty affordable for um, Pretty much anybody. It's not out of the... like it's cheaper than a babysitter. So if you compare it to that, at the time it was 20 bucks a hike. So a lot of different uh, financial ranges of people can afford to do it. It's not like only only rich people could do it. Uh, You know, only comfortable people could do it. Like middle class, lower class can do it as well. Um, And dogs cost money and that could just be one of the considerations of owning a dog if you don't have time to hike your dog or walk your dog or run your dog um, then uh, you can pay somebody to do that and I'm okay with that uh, just as long as it's, it's all about whether or not the dog's happy or not uh, not about not whether or not it's ridiculous that somebody gets paid to hike dogs anyway I haven't done that job in a couple years I miss it uh, I'll, I'll, I'll figure that out I'll figure out a way to fill that hole in me, uh, the hole of dog, the hole, I loved it, it was really great, anyway, so those are, that's my background in dogs, I love dogs, um, I'll probably always have a dog, uh, I'll say after barley, um, and yes, I'm talking about barley dying, (laughs) I, I, I know that depresses some people, but it's a reality, uh, After Barley dies, I might take a break. Hopefully, Bridget and I take a break from dogs for just a minute. Um, uh, And we'll see. (laughs) Uh, I'm a firm believer in you shouldn't get a dog just to have a dog. Um, I'm also... I believe in the process of finding a dog takes time. You can't just go to a store and buy a dog. Uh, You can't... You can't just... go... And open up classifieds and find the dog that's right for you. It takes time. You have to wait, and if you do that, you will find uh, the perfect dog for you. Uh, and what's funny about that is my dog is technically not the perfect dog for me, but made the situation perfect. Uh, we'll get into it. He challenged. He challenges me on a daily basis, and not, not, not willfully or anything or, or anything uh, malicious he challenges me as a human and as an owner a dog owner uh, and I, I don't know what other word to say I don't believe you own a dog um, unless you paid thousands of dollars for it I guess in the eyes of the law you own a dog but come on it's an animal it's a living thing you can't you can't own it <laughs> that's weird. But I'll I'll keep saying dog owner just to make sure uh, for clarity. Um, So Barley. I was in a relationship for a couple years, uh, four years through college. um, And as it was coming to a close, um, we were seeking, even even though it was about to end, we didn't. Know it was going to end, or whatever. Uh, that's a whole kind of. We could talk for an hour about how that happens in relationships. I won't. I'll just mention it was about to end, and but we didn't know it yet, and we were looking for a dog. She decided to move, uh, and randomly, uh, a breeder, and I won't say where. We'll leave that alone. Uh, a breeder. We saw a Craigslist ad. Um, Barley's 12 and a half, so it was. Uh, uh, when was that? It's 2004. Really? 2004. I hate that I'm fucking up math. In front of people. Yeah, 2004, right? 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. No, 2003. Shit! Okay, whenever it was. Uh, It was August 2nd uh, when we called the breeder um, and it was, and they said, you should come check him out and we went out and looked at them and they were all uh, between eight and nine hundred dollar Australian Shepherds. They're working dogs. Uh, These are dogs you buy and um, put on your ranch and uh, that was a little high-end for us obviously. I was going to the Humane Society once a month and walking dogs as a volunteer, and also looking for a dog, and I, and I definitely liked that process better. And so I wasn't about to buy a dog, we said no thank you, um, and then we got a call from that breeder, because we had left our number with them, um, uh, my, my thing was is if you have any trouble selling them. <laughs> Give us a call. When we went and looked at the dogs on August 2nd, they were four weeks old. Uh, the common thing with dogs is they shouldn't leave the mother before eight weeks. And really, really, you should probably wait even longer. Um, uh, and I have a prime example of that. So on the 9th, was it the yes, it was the 9th we got a call and the woman said we have one dog left and if you want him he's 20 bucks and I said why is he 20 bucks well they had already given him uh, one round of shots and I said alright well let's go look at him And, and in my mind I thought well why would these dogs be 800, 900 bucks and why is this one 20? And I asked her which one, before we went out there, I asked her which one it was and she said, I didn't show him to you. And immediately I was like, oh, well, so uh, what is he like? Is he, does he only have one leg? (laughs) Is he is he, is he does not have eyes? Why didn't you show him to us? Well, oh, he's the runt, and uh, we typically don't sell the runt. And uh, through. So, oh, sorry. So we went and looked at him. He was literally 1.2 pounds. He um, fit in my hands, um, essentially fit into my hands, and, and to the palm of both hands, sorry, and he was whiny until you picked him up. He just yelped. He was oddly shaped. Uh, he looked really strange. He, he was a cute puppy in the grand scheme, but uh, obviously not a very cute puppy. He was a, a little gargoyle-ish. He has one eye that is uh, mostly blue and one eye that's mostly brown. Um, With a little bit of blue in the brown one and a little bit of brown in the blue one. Vice versa. Uh. And um, his ears were pointed straight up and he looked like a little alien. And his coloring is what's referred to as Red Merle. Merle? As in Merle Haggard? Uh, Red Merle, uh, which is, is, is a beautiful, he's a beautiful dog. Uh, and there's also Blue Merles, there's tricolors. oh, and I forgot, I'm a huge fan of Australian Shepherds. That was kind of the deal with why we went and looked at him to begin with was, uh, that's what I want, that's what I always wanted. Um, I had a dog growing up, uh, we can discuss him at some point, (laughs) he's also amazing. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do another podcast just about him. Um, and so, uh, a little barley. I asked her, why is he only 20 bucks? Blah, 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 the shots. And I said, well, he's whining a little. And I knew enough about dogs that you could see... It was only at five weeks, so he was weaned at five weeks, and possibly earlier than that, because his brothers and sisters sold at four weeks, um, and they were nowhere; they weren't there anymore. So, ah, it's so intense. It's so not good. So I said, "Can we think about it?" And she said, "You got a day till he's gone." And I said, "What? Are we in line? Is somebody else going to get him?" And she said, "No, we're just not going to keep him around." And she didn't say it outright, but it definitely seemed like uh, they were just going to, uh, uh oh, that's a good word, oh, they were going to kill him. That's what it seemed like. And I, that's why I don't mention which breeder it is. I, it was really kind of weird. It was, oh, it was so weird. So... I said, "Here's 20 bucks." I had that pit in—I got I a weird feeling in my stomach. Um, he was laying in the middle of the driveway, in a dirt driveway, whining. I picked him up. Um, oh, and my, and, and my date was there uh, at the time—the girlfriend, who was literally leaving that day. <laughs> uh, which is so funny because. We were together for uh, essentially four years. And the day that she left, we didn't break up that day, but the day that she left is the day I got barley. And and a lot of things changed for me. Um, So barley. I took barley uh, to the house where she was finishing up packing. And it wasn't the house that I lived in yet. Um, And barley, little tiny barley curled up and fell asleep on my flip-flop sandal that I was wearing. I had taken it off and put it on the floor. He fell asleep on the flip-flop. Now, my goal was, I'm just gonna buy this dog for 20 bucks, get him out of that place, and find somebody that'll actually take care of him. Because I'm not sure if I need a dog at this point. Well, he curled up and fell asleep on the sandal. I looked at him and said, Uh, I told her I think I'm gonna call him Barley and because he's a purebred he's AKC registered Um, so his full name is Toasted Malt Barley and that name came from at the time the uh, one of my roommates uh, and I we were thinking about starting a brewery and we had started brewing beer so Toasted Malt Barley was the deal and then I call him Barley. Uh, Other names on the on the idea were uh, 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 Scooter and Butters, as in uh, Butters, uh, B-U-T-T-E-R-S, and kind of, not really from the South Park character, uh, but more like, uh, more from like Buddy. Um, My my dog growing up uh, that I had, his name was Dude. and uh, so the idea idea of naming the dog Buddy was always kind of on my list Um, but I like Butters uh, with two T's instead so Butters Scooter, I like Scooter um, but he didn't seem like a Scooter he seemed like a Little Barley Um, so Barley uh, Little B Little B as I call him over the years Um, so Barley uh, so, the, the, the girl left, and I took Barley home, and he uh, put him in the kennel, and, oh, and of course, part of the thing was, we were living in an apartment that he couldn't have dogs in, or a little uh, duplex, uh, and he whined and cried, just cried so hard. So, I took him to work with me. I worked at Liquid Planet. I took him and put him in the basement. Uh, while I was at work, or had him in the car. Um, Hell, little guy. Uh, he learned, because he was in the car a lot, he learned how to uh, take a shit on cement. Uh, didn't bother him, because we would be parked in the parking garage, so I'd take him out, I'd take him and walk him down through the parking garage, and he'd immediately take a shit, and so he learned to shit on cement, which means, uh, coincidentally, still to this day, if he has to shit and we're in the middle of a crosswalk he will do it and that's with cars waiting uh at stoplights or at four-way stops or anywhere that's when he'll decide to do it it's my fault um he <laughs> he's never around other dogs so he never learned he never lifted his leg to pee he just squatted to pee um, and learned that behavior later when we lived with um a big golden retriever, uh, when that happened, he, uh, he learned all of a sudden, and literally it's so weird, because that was like, he was like five by that point. Wow, was he? He was four or five. And he literally started doing it, because he saw another dog do it. So cool. Um, little guy whined, cried, so I took him with me. Separation anxiety with him has been our main battle you shut the car door, he flips out, and that's part of his, he's a herding dog, so that's part of his reading, um, that he needs to be, you know, in control, everybody needs to be in a group, uh, when you open the door to the house, he freaks out, because he knows you're leaving, freaks out, and I mean, like, it's, it's not just barking, there's an element of screaming um that he does um or did does at <laughs> least still doesification um uh, it was a struggle he was still in the first month small enough i could put him in the cargo pocket of my shorts um i took him everywhere took that dog everywhere um, we traveled all over the place uh, at the time I was working at Liver Planet I had and I, and I wasn't playing as much music for a second I had some free time we drove everywhere that dog has been uh, in that dog's first like six or seven months he went to uh, almost every western state except for California um, he lo- he started to be able to run Um, because he was so small, like, even walking in grass made him so tired. (laughs) It was so much work. And then he got big enough, he could start to play fetch. Um, I always wanted an Aussie because they're really good frisbee dogs. Uh, Barley has never caught a frisbee in his life. So, sort of didn't get that wish. Uh, (laughs) so, Barley the dog. Um... There became a frisbee dog. He, right around eight months, nine months, it would have been nine months, I was, I was, I came home from work, I was holding him because he was freaking out when we got out of the car and trying to run away from me. At least I thought he was. Um, he wasn't. Uh, he was running he was trying to run into the bushes, but I needed to get inside. Because, uh, oh, because I, I like at the time I was in a hurry. I needed to go change out of my work clothes, and then I was going to take him for a walk. <clears throat> and but I knew he had to pee. I knew he had to take a shit. But I needed to just get out of work clothes. Uh, I was holding him. I was unlocking the door. And I realized it was a cat that was freaking him out, and that was making him, he wanted to go run and see what the cat was. And I was pushing him one way and I was gonna let him into the door and he flew out of my hands the other direction, landed on the floor of the house, of the kitchen, of the door I was opening. Um, and he landed just right on his rear leg and he started screaming. Screaming. And I got near him and I couldn't figure out why, why, were you, why are you screaming so hard? Um, and I noticed he was holding his leg up and when I went and grabbed his leg, he started screaming again and I realized that it was just dangling there and it had broken. Um, it had broken between the knee and the hip on his hind leg, hind driver's side leg, or no, sorry, passenger side leg, and whatever that bone is. Uh, that's stupid that I don't know what bone that is. Anyway, it had broken, and you could tell it was broken, broken. And so we rushed over to the vet, and long story short, they put a, they put a pin down the middle of the leg and put three little wires around it to hold it all together and he had a cast, <laughs> he had a cast for uh, uh, four weeks and that was totally ridiculous, he looked ridiculous, um, but luckily because he was a puppy, uh, it grew really, it, it, it healed really quickly, um, it's a little crooked, just a little crooked, and when you stretch out his leg for him every once in a while, his, the tendon pops over the knee, um, and throughout the years uh, on long hikes or runs he eventually favors that leg and tucks it a little you uh, can tell it gets a little sore um, but that's the broken leg story he had a little kickstand um, and it's horrible and I will I will, uh, because I'm an open book because I'm trying to be as honest as possible on this podcast um, I w- did not want to set the leg uh, because of money Um, I'm a firm believer that dogs are amazing Uh, dogs are worth having Um, and uh, but I think there's a cap on how much money you can spend to save a dog Um, no I've never I don't know what that cap is yet sorry Uh, I think you can't call me a monster yet Until you find out what that cap is, and I haven't reached it yet. Um, uh, But then he, when I said, "Well, I'm not sure if I can do it financially," I asked him, "How much does it cost?" He said, "It's 200 bucks. Set it, do the whole thing, and then it's 50 because you got to bring him in. We take the cast off, but we pull that pin out uh, of his leg." And uh, I said, "Well, can't we just leave the pin in?" (laughs) <laughs> just save that 50 bucks, and he explained, "No, because if he, what if he breaks it again? Then there's this bent pin in there." But oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, 50 bucks. Anyway, we did it. So he had a kickstand for a minute. Uh, one of my favorite stories about him was uh, it was hard for me. It wasn't hard to find people to watch him. It's just uh, I feel bad when I ask people to watch him because he it's such like he freaks out so hard about leaving and, and he barks the whole time and, and when you're gone he barks the whole time um, it made me just feel bad asking people to watch him uh, kudos to to my roommate Tyson at the time who watched him a bunch of a bunch for me and Brian watched him a bunch and uh, my other roommate at the time uh, those guys those guys saved my ass a lot um, at one point my parents... So I was, I would have been like 22 when I got this dog, 22, 23. Um, my parents at one point took a trip out to Oregon and asked if I wanted to go, and I said sure. And I said you can't bring your, you can't bring dar- the dog, you can't bring Barley because we don't have hotels that take dogs. Um, and I uh, couldn't find somebody to watch him and I waited too long to the last minute, and all of a sudden, I surprised them when they showed up to pick me up, that, uh, well, I guess Barley's going, (laughs) and took the little guy when he was like, maybe, so, it was right there around the time, I think it's right before he broke his leg, yeah, it would have been right before he broke his leg, um, so maybe seven months old, ended up going out to the Oregon coast. Um, he was such a great dog out there because the beach I think, I think every dog loves the beach it smells so good to them I mean, it's, some people think the beach smells gross uh, but imagine what that's like for a dog it's amazing and the water Barley hates the water um, and the only reason he gets in the water is he panics because he's not near you so he gets in the water just to be near you but then he hates being in the water and he's a horrible swimmer um, and he's also an Aussie, so Aussies typically are very lightweight. Um, they look big and whatnot because of their hair, but they're typically pretty feathery dogs. And so when they swim, there's just nothing. There's just nothing in there to help them. <laughs> there's nothing in there to help them stay warm. So that also with him is a bad thing. Um, Oh, and I didn't describe... uh, So he's a purebred Australian, but he's half the size. He's only about 28 pounds. Uh, uh, Maybe not half. Oh, eh, maybe half. Uh, He's about 28 pounds wet. Um, And his head... So at six months, I felt his little... uh, His little nards. (laughs) stupid. His testicles, I felt him drop... And in one day, they doubled in size. And on the third day, I had them removed. Uh, Partially because of that, he has a tiny little head. (laughs) Uh, My former dog hiking partner, uh, she refers to him as a football, because he's a bit of a football shape because of his pointy little head on his body. (laughs) When you you cover up his head from his profile, he looks just like an Aussie. And then when you add the head back in, It's pointy and weird looking. (laughs) And, uh, he's not... (laughs) Anyway, the little football. Um, so there's that. Uh, so then, um, for the next years, pretty much no problems with him. Um, minus him being... The separation anxiety being so intense. Um, and it's the reason I started studying uh, dog behavior. Uh and and behavior adjusting a behavior adjustment I I, like I needed I was gonna try to fix him Um, but uh, uh, like a mechanic with a broken car or a carpenter with an unfinished house um, I can help fix other dogs Uh, but I couldn't fix barley uh, which is fine uh, at some point, I, I, I gave in to the fact that maybe he's a little feral uh, in that way, and maybe that's just who he is, and I will make the adjustment um, as best I can. So over the first 10 years, he never calmed down a bit. It was the same. He wakes you up five, six times a night because he hears a sound and immediately barks like crazy. He's a he's a good watchdog, he's a horrible guard dog. Um, he, On that note though, he loves everyone. He wants, he'll get into anybody's car, he will go home with anybody, he will walk with anybody. Um, uh, because I'm a decent dog trainer, I had him he and, I, he and I, our relationship uh, off-leash is really good. Um, he listens well, he listens to me. Uh, we have a good alpha-beta relationship. Um, until we're in the house and a door or the car or something is involved or you have to um, put him in the bedroom with his bed and toys and a bowl of water so that you can go to work and keep him from destroying something in the house. Such as the trash. He loves getting in the trash, but he's just a little guy. So in order to get in the trash, he has to knock it over and spray it all over the kitchen. And then he eventually takes every piece of that trash and moves it to every room in the house. Um, it's a nightmare. And also, me, and my theory was the bedroom, because the bed's in there and the blankets are in there, it absorbs some of his barking. And, uh, and is better for the neighbors. And hopefully he got used to that, but he never, never got used to that. Uh, you can leave him treats. Uh, I got him the treat ball that the more you move it around, the more treats it dumps out. And, uh, he would do that, but he would just bark the whole time. And then when that was over, which took minutes, he would just bark and howl, uh, until somebody got home. Uh started to calm down Uh, so Bridget Bridget and I moved in uh, like five years ago so he's around uh, he's around six, seven when we moved in Uh, it was intense, it was intense for her Uh, he's a crazy dog Um, but right around ten we had Kind of something big happened. We noticed that his hearing... Well, A, I started to feel fat deposits on his chest. Um, And they've all been confirmed by the vet to be okay. None of them are tumors or anything. But I knew that. I knew that was fine. That happens. Uh, He recently... Around uh, Probably 11 years old pretty much all of his hearing is gone he can hear the loud high whistle Um, so off leash I can still get his attention but otherwise he can't hear a thing and yes that's sad but his quality of life has gone up because he does not bark at every single thing That little dog probably only slept about 10 minutes at a time because, for most of his life, because he would hear a noise, wake up, bark. Or wake up, growl. Or just wake up. Um, And my quality of life with Barley went up. When his hearing went, because now he sleeps. And he doesn't just start parking randomly and he sleeps for like an hour at a time and it's amazing Um, and it must be amazing for him after being so anxiety filled for 11 years no hearing Um, everybody thinks he has no hearing because of uh, like that I play music and that he must not have any hearing because of being in a house where all that happens that's never happened around him. Uh, he's always been like in another room, he always goes into the other room or uh, loud music typically doesn't happen at home and I don't take him where loud music happens. Uh, hearing loss with Australians and actually not just Aussies, but hearing loss with uh, overbred dogs is a possibility. Uh, it can happen. Also, he, he's 12 now. Uh, uh, we the home stretch. And yeah, I'm, and I mean that as in he could live till 15, 20. Ugh, God, please don't live to 20. Uh, and I know I sound horrible when I say that, but come on. Um, but if he lives to 15, yeah, we're in the home stretch compared to. Like, that's a long time. Um, hearing's going to go. Now, the thing that happened at 11 was he had a couple cracked teeth from. Uh, chewing on bones, which I needed, I, I wasn't paying attention. And you hear him chewing on it, and you think, oh, that's he's just, oh man, he's really aggressive. And then you realize, oh no, he cracked like three of his teeth. Great. Aussies are specifically known for having uh, their teeth go bad. Uh, some Aussies go bad like early. Um, and like most people have to get a D scale um, of their teeth once a year. Well, a D-scale is like five hundred bucks. Uh, it's somewhere in there. It's between like it's between depending on where you go. It can be between three hundred and like six hundred. But uh, a full D-scale, because they have to put them asleep and everything, is, is like five hundred bucks. Uh, and each extraction of teeth is a hundred bucks. Each tooth they pull is a bill. Uh, so. I took him to the vet to ask about his teeth uh, like four of his molars were rotted all the way through and blah 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 long story short he needed nine teeth removed and a full d scale uh, and we did it <laughs> and it was a lot of goddamn money and but because he was 11 and he's so he's so energetic he does not everybody thinks he's a puppy Uh, If people, again, to describe him in more detail, when people say, how old is your dog? And I say 12, they say, no way. Um, But he's uh, he's definitely 12. Uh, So currently, he's 12 and a half or 12 and a third. I'm willing to bet we're going to have to take out all of his teeth. Um, now that said, uh, it's hard to admit as a human that I don't have like a thousand dollars laying around to throw at barley. So we're taking our time right this second to figure out what needs to happen with that. He also, a little update, in the last month we've noticed, um, a, uh, a little uh, that's hard to talk about noticed a I've noticed a bump uh, on his hind leg that is has gotten bigger uh, so I'll go on the record and say he's 12 and a third and um, I gotta go get his teeth removed but sometimes dogs are too old they won't they won't. Uh, they won't put him under uh, for surgery because they might not wake up again. Maybe, hopefully, his metabolism is still high enough. He has the metabolism of a puppy still. Um, hopefully, his metabolism is still high enough that we can do that. Uh, so that freaks me out. I'll go on. I'll go on record and say that. I don't want them to put him under and he can't, and he doesn't wake up, uh, and, but I need, I will have to, I will have to fix his teeth, um, for his own quality of life. Worst dog breath you've ever smelled because his teeth are rotting out of his head. Worst. Worst. Um, and yes, you can you can think I'm evil for not doing it right away, uh, but uh, I will, or we'll figure it out. Um, I'm a little more freaked out about the lump on his leg, uh, and he might have another one above his uh, hip, near near like uh, near his spine that. Yeah, well, check that out. Um, Well, this took a turn. We're talking about cute little annoying barley, and uh, uh, we're coming up on... I guess that's why I want to talk about him to you, the listener, is that it's been an amazing journey with that dog. And again, uh, he's not going to die right this second. That it'll be a hard number to beat for the longest like relationship I've ever had um I've had friends that are that bold obviously but I've spent almost every day of my life with him uh I can probably count on fingers and toes the number of days I've been away from him um because he used to, of course, even with gigs, I used to bring him to like every gig out of town. Uh, he and I, I mean, he lived in the car with me. It's not like I made him live in the car. I lived in the car too. Um, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a weird... I i don't cry very often. <laughs> I don't cry when people die. I cry at TV a little. I mean, it's not that I don't cry when people die. I don't, I just don't... The joke I made last night with Bridget was, uh, when Barley dies, it'll be the only time you ever see me cry twice about the same thing. Uh, Because I'm going to be happy for him. I think he's had, for most dogs, I think he's had a struggle that might be inhumane, uh, might be considered inhumane. Uh, his anxiety. And I think that's too much to put an animal through, to let an animal go through. But uh, then again, whatever. It's not like I was going to put him to sleep because of his anxiety. Um, But uh, relief (laughs) for him may be death. Luckily, in this last year hearing loss has been such an amazing relief. You can see him, it's, it's a little sad when you see him kind of panic because he doesn't understand what's going on. But I think he's gotten used to it, to where I don't think he panics as much. Um, uh, He's the dog that, literally, I used to go for a 20-mile bike ride and he ran the whole way. He's the dog that I took on like uh, backpacking trips that were 20 mile, 10 mostly, but 20 miles a day some, sometimes and I never carried him. Um, I had to carry him one trip because his paws got all torn up and it was painful so I carried him but I've just never had to do that. Uh, up until this last two years he can go on about a mile to two mile walk and at that point he needs to uh, rest or he starts dragging one of his legs or he starts you can hear him wheezing Um, and it's a weird realization it's a weird panic for me Um, because uh, it's coming. Uh, it freaks me out. It's coming. Uh, he hasn't always been the joy in my life, but I've definitely depended on him at least once a day. Uh, the, <laughs> the famous line... Uh, <laughs> the famous line of... Uh, looking at him and saying well it's just you and me again has happened uh, with him has happened uh nine times where I thought somebody was going to stay or I thought I was going to stay and it didn't and I didn't or she didn't and I had to look at him and tell him it's just you and me again buddy and uh That in itself is worth every moment of stress or pain that I've ever had with him. Because he was always there the day after. It was pretty sad events. Uh, He was always there the day after. Obviously, a whole bunch of really happy shit happened while he was around. And a whole bunch of happiness happened because of him. I know I sound like I'm. I know I sound like he died just now. <laughs> uh, he didn't. He's fine. Um, but I am trying my best to not ignore what is coming. Instead of ignoring it, uh, coming to terms with it. Uh, I'd rather be a tiny little bit sad every week uh, than ignore it and. And be devastated, just beyond devastated when it happens. But that's because I'm amazing. <laughs> Told you. Told you. I. Uh, uh, Travis Yost doesn't take a shit without a plan, I'll tell you that. Anyway, Barley the dog, um, if you're a listener to this podcast and you ever have a chance to meet him, uh, I promise you'll enjoy it. He's an amazing little animal. Uh, He's also a giant piece of shit sometimes. But I think that's the part of dog ownership that is the most fulfilling, is uh, there's a little bit of struggle and there's a little bit of happiness. And the rest of it is just comfort. Um, And I think it's worth it. Now when he dies, will I get another dog? Will Bridget and I get another dog? Uh, only. Period. Only if it is the perfect dog in the perfect situation. Um, will I get another herding dog? Probably. I'm kind of. I, I kind of want a pointy little uh, black lab. Uh, pointy little wiggly black lab at some point. Uh, at some point in this time. Uh, yeah, another herding dog maybe. Um, Aussie or border collie. Um, but I also like here's the dream Bridget likes golden retrievers gross I know don't worry I agree disgusting Uh, (laughs) goldens are fine Uh, goldens can be great dogs great family dogs great goofy dogs um, but overbreeding has caused an amount of anxiety in those dogs and also just health issues across the board that are sad um, and those darts could be described as, uh, uh, dumb. <laughs> and I think that's great. Uh, anyway, uh, Bridget loves goldens. Um, she'll want to get goldens, I assume. Because she keeps saying we should get goldens. Um, and I think my goal with that would be, okay, you can get goldens. Or my negotiation, my compromise. Is you can get Goldens, but I want um, the creepy ranch dog that doesn't let anybody pet him and only listens to me. That's my trade-off. If you want those big, dumb, goofy animals, then I get one little strange, angry animal. Uh, So, can't wait for that. Someday I want a dog that doesn't want to be petted by everybody. That would be nice. Uh, Anyway. That's Barley the dog. I'm sure I'll talk about him again. Because. Holy shit. I got 12 years of stories with that dog. um, That will have to be told. Uh, And I got actually I'll end on this little anecdote about him it's not an anecdote, it's just a story he and I (laughs) he and I went backpacking uh, up in the Bob and we got out late and I decided I still had time, I was going to take Barley up to Canada and we are going to do some more backpacking We got out to the car late at night, and, uh, drove up to a friend's house, quote-unquote friend's house, where I could spend the night, um, and long, how do I describe this, it was a mistake for me to spend the night there, um, it was a bad idea, uh member of the fair sex that I needed to stop having contact with for my own health and Barley sat (laughs) sat on his haunches uh, like sat, he wasn't laying down he sat on the bed between us and stared at me for and I'm not joking, four hours and I kept waking up and looking at him and saying what 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 is your problem and he'd whine at me and later um, so the whole time Barley's been a dog on this earth I've kept a journal of things I think he is saying to me when he looks at me and cocks his head and whines and, and depending on the situation we're in I keep this journal and for that night I wrote in the journal are you sure you want to spend here? Are you sure you want to stay here overnight? And uh, at like two in the morning, I finally said, "Well, I think I'm going to take him for a walk." And uh, and we ended up getting in the car and leaving. And that dog, because of me thinking that he was doing that. Uh, I never talked to that person again. I'm, I am 100% better for that. Uh, and... <laughs> are you sure you want to stay here overnight? Alright. Uh, I'm sorry that this... No, I'm not sorry. But I, I apologize to the person who thinks, Hey, I thought this, do, this podcast was supposed to be happy about your dog. Uh, it was happy. And then uh, we had to go through the chronology and into the fact that he's going to die. Um, And also that he and I went through some shit together, which is awesome. I am who I am because of that dog. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, This podcast is called When I'm Not Sleeping, a podcast by Travis Hills. There is another podcast out there. It's called Jamie and Travis Present. Uh, Please go check it out. Uh, My good friend Jamie Rogers and I um, were interviewing people. Uh, we're talking about Missoula and Montana um, we're talking about uh, movies, we're talking about music um, but mainly, we're actually actually—I mean, we're trying to solve all the world's problems anyway, it's called Jamie and Travis Present, please go check it out um, and also if you enjoy When I'm Not Sleeping uh, you go ahead if you will, and go write an iTunes review about how much you love it uh, if you hate it uh, uh, go fuck yourself because it's free, and you didn't have to listen to this. Give me a fucking break. Uh, When I'm not sleeping. This is Trav. Uh, If you love this podcast, go review it. If you hate it, uh, go fuck yourself. I will see you next time.